Alright. <laughs> Are we gonna start every episode just laughing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope so, because honestly... Okay, so we just finished this episode... Uh, or we finished 30 minutes. We got 30 minutes in, and it was so goddamn boring. <laughs> we were like, okay, let's turn let's it off. Over. Let's start over. Let's delete it. Let's just start over. <laughs> <laughs> that was, okay, so I think that Nick got into my head, so. I think he did, We too. We didn't really, uh, we haven't actually posted anything yet as of this recording. We haven't, like, put the link onto iTunes or whatever. Um, so we put on SoundCloud and we were sharing around with a couple of people just to kind of get a sense of like, you know, because I think the main idea behind it is just we're just trying to have fun. It's not really about um, we're not trying to generate an audience. We're not trying to do anything uh, to like money. completely groundbreaking. We're not trying to make money off of it. It's just a hobby to do for fun because we enjoy having conversations and hopefully as we can like bring people on. To have more conversations about stuff that's, I don't know, whatever, just stuff that's on your mind or, you know, stuff that's going on. Yeah. So, well, anyway, I will say this. Yeah. You and I have conversations frequently about things. Right. About, you know, whatever it is. Um, talking about sex. We're talking about, we're talking about life. We're talking about relationships. We're talking and, about, uh, what, I mean, uh, incest. What we had for dinner. I, I mean, it doesn't talking matter. talking about cousins, canned cousins, legally. Which, yeah, so that Do leads us into can our... They, can cousins fool around? So what I was going to say was we we talk on the phone quite a bit because we don't live in the same city. Um, yeah. And I don't know who... Well, you, I know I've thought about it in the past. Like, oh, it would be fun. It would be... Like, I've thought, oh, I think it would be fun to be a podcaster. Oh, my God. I can't believe anybody would actually say that. Like, to just be able to talk, you know? Because we have... Because I have conversations with people. It's like, it would be fun just to record them. Um, yeah. I get... Uh, no, so I definitely understand that. But to me, there's also a part of it that feels uh, really, like, narcissistic. About the whole thing, like about that thought of just being like, you know what, you know, what'd be fucking f- like, you know, what'd be so fucking great. What if we just a mic on? Because everyone needs to hear this. Like everyone needs to hear okay, it. Okay, let me just say this: nobody needs. Everyone to hear thinks they're a stand-up. <laughs> okay, nobody. That, yeah, that should be the main. You know, nobody needs to. The main but thrust of this. If someone chooses to listen and enjoys mm-hmm. it, you know why not? So. Yeah. Well, I just had a thought. We should put each of our voices. So we're recording in two separate locations. And by the way, if you hear like a, a drum set and like electric guitars, ba- like a bass guitar, different thuddings and stuff, it's because I'm recording over at my brother's place, and he lives with a couple guys, and they have a they have sort of a garage studio set up. Um, so I honestly have no idea how this works. I didn't realize how fucking loud it was. We're on the well, other side of the house. I'm going to try to put a noise gate on it um, because I need it's, to do the same because I have a fan pointed directly at my mic. It, honestly, it doesn't matter. fucking hot the thing here. Is people, the thing is, anyone that listens to podcasts, I think they get used to completely subprime um, like 
uh, an audio experience. It's like literally you can listen. There are a lot of podcasts that I listen to where it sounds like absolute dog shit. But the thing is you don't think about it. Like after the first couple minutes where you adjust to it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Unless it's literally somebody where it sounds like they're shouting into an iPhone like in the middle <laughs> of uh, – like they're in one of those like uh, zero gravity machines or whatever. Or they're like uh, – <laughs> like, Wait, that would affect the audio? No, no. I mean, the, it's like, or they're standing in front of the, one of those huge commercial fans. Like, oh, you mean for the, the most part, noise. you just get used. Yeah, so, you just get used to it. Yeah. So since we are a um, unprofessional podcast, does that mean I can eat these chips? Jesus. Oh, you're going with okay. So, ladies and gents, let's let's describe what we're seeing here. We got a what is that? Cape Cod. Okay. Some uh, kettle cooked. I used to think these were the best, but I've since tried. I think every. Every brand of sea yeah. salt vinegar chips on the market, but and? these are the only ones that they sell at Walmart. So, by my apartment, so oh, I end up okay. buying them quite frequently. Yeah. I'm not gonna eat them, even though I am pretty hungry. No, that's honestly a fucking terrible idea. Just gonna keep sipping. Uh, then again, on this you did hot close damn. out the last episode by eating uh, like what was it black licorice or. I think you you were tucking into a, a steaming bowl of oatmeal at the end of the last episode. <laughs> Sounds like that, so. right? Yeah, that's really good. We definitely need to hear that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and do a shot or something? or Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. All right, cheers. Wait, we got to clink. How is this? How is that you got to hit the mic? Hit the fucking mic. All right, here we go. All right, hit it. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> that might do it. I got that hundred proof hot damn. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I just found some in the garage. A uh, shot of it. So yeah, somebody told me. <clears throat> so me and Chris will often, because we're not big alcohol alcohol fans. Like we don't love the taste of it. You're not so, alcoholic. So if we're trying to get turnt one night, mm-hmm. we will often take shots of Fireball because it's a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually told Macy the story about you and Chris at the uh, Wicked Kitty, which is a, uh, it's a pool, pool, well, they call it the saloon, but a it's saloon. like, it's a pool bar. It's a pool hall. Pool hall, I'm sorry. Which is hard to say. Pool, pool hall. Pool hall. And uh, so, Macy hadn't heard that story? I could have sworn no, I she told her that story. No, she hadn't heard that story. It was like, yeah, Caleb and Chris, they got shots of Fireball, and then they were like... <laughs> They were nursing the shots, which is something that I have never fucking seen before. So I was... It was like for a solid 20 minutes, you guys were just slowly like sipping Listen, shots. we don't give a shit what people think about us, number one. Number two, I w- we were both broke as hell. I did not have a job during that summer. Yeah. Now that I have a job, I'm like, okay, can't be... Can't be getting fireball. Like we, can do full, we can do full drinks of fireball now that I have a job. But... You know, it was two dollars and fifty cents for those shots. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. I walked up to the bartender and I said, "Hey, <laughs> okay, no, yeah." I said, two, can we? Can I get two, two, two shots of fi- two separate shots of Fireball?" Yeah, I thought she was gonna put them in like, you know, glasses we could drink out of. You asked for a shot, though. Yeah, I know. But what do you say? A shot is a measurement. You say, uh, can you put it, can you put them in a thermos? Listen. Could you put them in just a big old bowl (laughs) 
uh, we want to I sip like on them slowly. A, I would like this in a in a canteen. <laughs> I would like this in some sort of whatever. What did Macy container. say? Uh, she was just like, "Oh, those bitches! Like, I can't believe they would. I can't believe they would do yeah, that." Yeah, she's so honestly. Hard. It was not a good. Yeah, it was not a good. It was not a good moment for me because for the most part, I really try to. I really try to take people like I try to put people in the best possible light when I'm talking about people. But then sometimes I, you have to take advantage of like, okay, here's a really, here's a funny thing that somebody did. That's like, no, it was, it was funny. I'm not mad. Yeah. It was funny story. No, it's, I tell tell the story. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was funny, but at the same time, you know, if if I was cashing in a little bit on some sort of like, uh, man, I would never do that. Can you believe what these fuckers did? Like, I don't know. Anyway. No, it does sound like that. I mean, when you get when you get slightly intoxicated, you start saying things that you normally wouldn't. No, you, I've, you I've never. You I've specifically, never not me. I don't do that. What What do you mean? Like no, what kind of stuff? <laughs> just no. What kind of stuff? No, I'm kidding. Everyone does that. Everyone says too much when they're drunk. That's kind of what happens when you get drunk. <laughs> that was honestly that I was the joke. I don't know. I'm not sure that I see all that it. to say. I was I was I was in the middle of a hey, story. Hey, what are you doing later with, tonight? With the hot damn. I'm <laughs> um, sorry, you didn't finish your story about. Okay, good. It may not matter, but whenever I start a story, I feel like I have to finish it. So we finish off because we often take shots a fireball. Okay. Because he's a pussy and I'm also a pussy. So we finished the we finished the the thing and last night they like showed up and they're like, hey, what are you doing tonight? It's like, ah, oh, nothing. And then I was like, let's get turned. So we had a little, you know, we had a little of that. And then we had, we we're like, oh, we can also take shots. And I was like, oh, we're out of fireball. I'll go to the store. And then Jade was like, you should get hot damn. It's better. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So I go to the liquor store and I find hot damn. And I'm like, this is a liqueur. <laughs> I'm not going to drink a liqueur. <laughs> so they're drinking like some sort of like dark chocolate or like caramel liqueur. No, it's a cinnamon doing, liqueur. You're just doing shots of it. Okay. For bartenders. Oh, and so I, so the first, it's like a big jug. And I was like, like it didn't even have alcohol content on it because liqueur doesn't. And I was like, I'm not going to buy this. And then I see like a little bottle that, that was also hot damn that said 100 proof. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I got right. it, bring it back, and I taste it. And I'm like, this is, this is liqueur. Like it's just syrup. And right. so now I have, this, I have this bottle of hot damn because I didn't know what it was. So you're just slowly doing shots of it until slowly, yeah. I'm sip, I'm oh, nursing okay. shots of hot damn. Honestly, it sounds like it sounds like you should maybe mix it with something. I don't it's know, cough syrup. It in, I should mix it with, put it with in, Sprite. Oh, okay. I mean, that sounds interesting. I don't know. Actually, that might be good. A little, uh, I don't know, a little grape drink or something. Um, grape drink. Well, okay. So we have been continuing. Whoa, what the. Oh, cool. Oh, do you have okay. that list up? Because I yeah, I I no. So I plug this in. So um, we we so last episode, you know, as um, as oh, we should mention the name too. So I think we're gonna we're deciding to call it Cam Boys, which is kind of a play on the play on the name Camac, uh, and the and the play on the name Boys. Um, yeah. It's a very it's it's a it's a it's just two plays. It's two plays on on names. Um, and we're, I'm sort of fingers crossed that we don't have to actually explain it to um, Christian just, family members. But just a couple cam boys. Or a couple cam boys. That's what it is. So, uh, anyway, 
cool, uh, lots of fun. We have a name for it, I guess. But um, so last, so last episode, we did this thing where we just kind of plugged all of these topics that we have. And Caleb was actually pissed about the topics because I put in a lot of them. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I really want to talk about existential dread. You know, I want to talk about 9/11. I want to talk about socialism, etc. And he's just like, well, I am, I am a dumb. I'm a dumb. I'm a dumb bitch, and I don't know anything. And it's, so, I mean, essentially, you want to play Russian roulette with 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 the <laughs> topics, and ninety percent of them are are ones that you wrote down. So, I mean, it's understandable. But the thing is, I, I think I think we need to bring it. Like, we need to sort of bring it out because this is open, honest conversation. And like I said before, you know, I I basically padded the list with stuff that I want to talk about, and so it's up to you to pad the list on your end with stuff that you want to talk about. I mean, what like I mean, we could talk about hot ones. We could talk about hot ones. We could talk about yeah. Uh, let's have a, a what else uh, <laughs> podcast about hot ones? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, what else? What else would you want to talk about? Like I, uh, what okay, else I'm looking at the list and I seriously i I see one that I wrote down. No, that's not true. You wrote down... Did wrote you down, write down fast food? No, that's the thing. I wrote down... I think I wrote down food, and you changed it to... Or you, like, wrote down food, and then you... Or you wrote down fast food, and then you deleted my food, which is fine. But then well, I'm I wrote trying down, to combine. I'm trying to combine some stuff. I wrote down yeah. minimalism, but other than that, they're all yours. And no, you, like wrote down the, you wrote down uh, the American dream. The American dream. And, anyway, what... And, yeah. Separate was minimalism. Right. So, um, yeah, so what, so what we did last, last week was basically we had, we picked the, <laughs> this random thing, picked the fucking worst possible topic that we could have started on. It's basically just stuff like shit that it, we re- rewrote as a joke, but then somehow it ended up, as, as life goes, um, it ended up being the topic for the week. So I kind of wanted to do something or a sort of a combination of three things, um, to give it some sort of structure. So it's like, the thing is, if you listen to this, we are creating something as we go. This is almost like performance art, what we're doing. So it should be respected as performance art. It shouldn't be critiqued. Um, you shouldn't have any shit to say about Everyone's it. Everyone's rolling their because, eyes. No, it's this is performance art right now. We are brave. We're being brave. And we're okay. doing this live. Other um, than... <clears throat> Other than minimalism and fast food, all I want to talk about is Joel Osteen. So, well, as long as that's one that, of the episodes, let's see if that fucking comes up. Maybe I'll, okay. I'll tack that on. You the have end. to type it in first. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm typing it in now. All right. Here we go. So I added Joel Osteen to the list. All right. So uh, without further ado, <laughs> actually, I think I would have a lot to say about that, considering my uh, last job, which uh, oh, I actually yeah, saw, yeah I signed a uh, yeah I signed a. Um, uh, I was gonna say DNR, but that's not right. What is this thing you sign where you're like, oh, you you can't you can't talk about it at all? You, what is that? Do not resuscitate. Yeah, that that's, it. that's <laughs> no, the, DNR. No, come on. What do you type? The thing that you sign at a job where you're like, okay, like it's not like a non like a waiver. It's like a, 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 um, it's like a non 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 disclosure agreement. Non disclosure. Non disclosure agreement. Yeah. So I did sign one of those, but all right. So. Um, but so if that comes up, maybe we'll talk about it. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick a random item and let's see what happens. All right, three, two, one. 
And once again, the ad blocker thing came on. I'm going to say I whitelisted it. (laughs) Okay, uh, so the topic that we have here is not a three-parter. Oh. Sort of interesting, something that I added a little bit later. Uh, And so we're going to have to kind of tack on a couple things here. But the topic that I wrote down was uh, songs that get stuck in your head. Oh. So. Hmm. <laughs> Don't know how long we can talk about that for. No, the thing is, I think there's a, there's actually a lot more to it. It's like we were saying with Liverpool, where you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I could talk about it. And it's like, well, you can talk about... The thing, the thing is, with talking, is that you're never really talking about one thing. You're always talking about things that are adjacent to the one thing that you're actually talking about. You know? when, you, when you wrote that one down, I was tripping out because I'm working on a song right now. Like okay. a per, like an original song, mm. that's called. I think it's called "Stuck Inside Your Head." Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, so that, so, yeah, so I saw that, that name and I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, let's. I mean, we can we can start with that. Talk that's about the weird. You know, the weirdest thing before yeah. you chose that random na- random name random generator was I was thinking we should because we both make music we should in like in the middle of the podcast either like play stuff live which would be really cool. Or, like, like play something that we've written. You know, I could just throw it in the podcast, and then we could talk about it. Well, so in my mind, the idea of having this podcast was basically that, ultimately, it would be more merciful for the listener for us to be talking <laughs> rather than to be Yikes. performing music. Yikes. Um, well, speak for yourself. I have be, the voice yeah, of that an could angel. Be, that could be... Um, what it, <laughs> the voice of an angel. Wait, that's a song. <laughs> Lips of an angel. <laughs> I have lulled some some women to sleep in my time. Okay. Oh, all right, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jeez, okay. I bet I bet you have. I I bet you have. All, all right. right. So well, you know what? I'm gonna idea. add. So I'm gonna add me too as uh, as the that last. That is thing not on this. at all. So Caleb, explain to us how you use music in a predatory fashion. <laughs> I don't like that you actually typed that out. I can hear you I typing. Didn't. I typed it and then I erased it because it was okay. really, it's just a joke. But, um, so, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit? About, I mean, we are both uh, de facto, you know, we're self-made men, self-made musicians. So, self-taught. yeah, I'll talk, I'll, talk, I'll talk first. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Because I've had some thoughts about this. Um, I remember either a year or two ago, I think, no, I was like, I was still, I was in college and... You know, you have to write a lot of papers in college. And I always felt like the papers I was writing were were pointless. You know, they didn't benefit anybody. And I had this thought. I was like, well, I love music. I would love to write, like, at some point in my life, like, maybe toward the end. Like, like throughout my life. Toward the end. Compile data and write a... What do you call it? Like when you write a huge paper, like a the- is it called a thesis? Um, yeah. What thesis. is it called? Like whenever you're, you're gonna do your like doctorate and you have to write that paper. Yeah, it's the the thesis. Yeah. So I want I wanted I I had this thought. Okay, I want to I want to for the rest of my life study music, you know, on my own time, not not in class, and not figure on the company, out not on the company time. <laughs> 
figure out what makes songs catchy. Like what what inside certain songs, excuse me, makes you want to go back and listen, or 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 why does it get stuck in your head? You know what is it about, and you know maybe by the time I'm sixty, I figured it out, but I don't know if that's possible. Well, so what you could do, what would be a good thing to study is there's like this, I don't know whether it's a couple guys, but I feel like it's at least one guy where it's like, it's like this Norwegian guy, which has, which has basically written like at least every other major pop song in the last like 20 years. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to look him up. Let's see. Are you talking about Beyonce? Uh, no. I mean, he's probably name? written music. It's like this guy who would basically write music for, like, um, like Britney Spears, mm. like, guy who would write music for, like, Ariana Grande. Like, it's people, it's artists where they are, I mean, probably like Rihanna or whatever, like, it's, it's a producer, um, who basically, you know, they come up with, like, the, they come up with, like, um, the little, like, uh, riffs or things in music that are very popular so they create a lot of pop music um let's see guy who has created who guy who writes all pop is, songs there is we go. that the guy who made Redbone by childish gambino i saw a video on that it's like these two brothers i thought they were foreign maybe I'm okay so up. this so I, I just looked it up and i googled guy who writes all pop music <laughs> and there's this guy it, his name is um martin sandberg known as max martin Swedish Swedish songwriter, record producer, and singer. Uh, let's see. He uh, he made uh, Britney Spears' "Baby One More Time." Um, Backstreet Boys' "I Want It That Way." Let's see what else. Um, oh. He produced or co-produced "I Kissed a Girl" by Katy Perry. Um, the Weekends, "I Can't Feel My Face." He's running with Paul McCartney. Oh wait, no! Wait, I thought wait. The Weekend wrote his own music. What the hell, man? What's up with well, this he world? he produced or co-produced on these on these tracks, but like if you're looking at it, it's like Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, holy shit, this Katie guy's Perry. rich. Wait, he's rich? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming he is. <clears throat> All right, okay, okay. So sure, there is an aspect. So what of you like... so what you need to do is you need to in a, in your next life, you need to basically become. This guy, whatever the whatever the culmination of this guy so is, he fi- he so you need to be sort of focusing your karma on um, reincarnating as the next version of uh, Martin Sandberg. So there's obvious there's there's obvious aspects of what makes certain songs catchy, like pop songs. You know, it has a has a solid, a strong beat. Um, yeah, you know, it's loud. It's it's, it's up. You know, it's lively. Um, and then it has a chorus that's, you know, singable for everybody. It it repeats a lot. Um, but it's like church outs- music. Outside of all that, there are certain songs like like if I pulled up a random instrumental song, um, there are songs. I list. I sometimes listen to instrumental music, like you know, just soft guitar, soft piano, and. There are songs where I'm like, okay, this is like, it's a, it's a solid song. And then there's other songs where I'm just like, wow, like something about this song is so much better than like other right. songs. Yeah. 
And and it's crazy because it's just like all it is is notes in different orders. That's all music is. You know, with different intensities. Yeah. And so you have to ask yourself the question, why do we like certain sounds more than other sounds? Yeah. Like certain configurations, certain configurations of sounds, certain melodies. Like something about it is something about it tweaks our brain in certain ways. But it's also that's also I think culturally it's something that's culturally established too. That like um you have sounds that are more uh for instance with a you know, uh, pop music in um India, for instance, you could have different sounds or sounds with different timbre or frequency, and something that would even sound like atonal, um, different scales that are used in yeah. uh, in pop music or in different or in or in different like folk music or something, where it that for them is the thing that is like it, it strikes the same chord, so to speak, of the music that we you know the music that you and I would listen to. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like it's not it's not um, really restricted to one sort of frequency or or established structure. Um, so then, what is it like? What is it about it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard because you know we both make music i you i don't feel like you've been making as much music lately like within the past few years as you used to yeah so so what i do is basically my my it's it's the um i'm doing the uh who's the guy who's the guy the director that did like uh django uh django unchained <laughs> Oh my um, god, why do I not know this? Um Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So that. what so what I'm doing is basically I'm gonna write so he he's basically said I'm only gonna make a certain number of movies. So what I've decided is I'm only gonna make a certain number of songs. Like I'm gonna make ten songs for the rest of my life. <laughs> and it's gonna be all the hits. And it's not because I'm lazy. Or it's not because I have a hard time sitting down and actually doing stuff. <laughs> it's because I'm actually an artistic genius. I'm like a savant. Oh. I'm channeling. I'm channeling this sort of creative energy from a different, uh, from a sort of a, a different place. Mm. And so, if anything, uh, it would be overpowering to people if I just was releasing new music all the time. But actually, um, yeah, a lot of it had to do with just being in different emotional states. I mean, I took a long time. I was definitely making music at a pretty steady pitch for a while, and then I then there was a long period of time where I would sort of write stuff down, but it was difficult to record. Honestly, recording fucking sucks. Like recording is one of the worst experiences I think as a musician. It's sort of fun to write music, but it's not fun to record it because recording is as much so you would think. I mean, to kind of describe the experience, it's like. You don't realize how much um, most of recording is about trying to get sounds to um, to make it sound like it's all happening in the same place. Yeah. So like it's about it's about using reverb or using delay to sort of make everything because you don't you don't think in the whole in the whole set of frequencies in the way that things can um, the Did way you say that delay? sounds are generated. Delay. I don't think I've yeah. ever used delay in my entire. Oh, I use delay life. all the time. Yeah. For what? 
um, guitars, I use it for some voice. I mean, you can mix it in. It's, it's an important part. It's an important part of it. And it actually helps to create because what you're really trying to do is you're trying to, you're trying to set it up to where everything is sort of happening in generally the same, um, space, you know, like if you're recording something, that's like, okay, the guitar and the voice and everything else, it's like all happening inside this room or the structure. Because yeah. if you have something where it's like, okay, I'm incredibly close to the mic right now. And then you have stuff where like, okay, I'm like, you know, way out here that it's disorienting to people. You're actually creating you're like, um, the, the most of recording is just trying to get everything to sound like it's happening yeah. in the same place. I will say that 90% of the time that, that I spend during, like in recording is, is mixing what you would mm-hmm. call mixing and mastering, which I don't really know how to master, but, um, mastering is basically where you just turn up the gain on every <laughs> single track <laughs> And then you blow it out. Like if it, if it's distorted, it doesn't fucking matter. That's you know, mastering. You know it's funny. I I worked for a, a long time on a track today, and then I like put it in Lander, and I felt good about it because I was like oh, I was listening to it in my speakers in Logic, and it sounded okay. What what I didn't realize was my speakers, since they're like, you know, they're like professional recording speakers. They're monitors. It's studio monitors. They're studio yeah. monitors. Um, that everything sounds like better on my speakers. And then I get in my car and I play the song and it's like an old song that I was like trying to remaster to make it sound better. Apparently I'd accidentally like I had an 808 on and I think I like accidentally turned the volume all the way up on it. So the bass, like when I put it through Lander, Lander like shot back an error message at me and they were like, uh, your dynamics are way off. Like something's wrong with this track. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> so I export it. I send it to my phone and I plug it in in the car to listen because I don't know if many people yeah. know. It's like important um, to listen through multiple different headphones and multiple different like like rooms or areas before you like post a yeah. song because different places yeah. make the song sound different. So It should be just a recording wonk podcast. Like, <laughs> I could talk for a while about it. Um, so I was – it was it was humorous. I laughed out loud when I played the song in my car because the speakers were just like boom, boom. <laughs> like I could not hear the audio, like the the vocals at all. Yeah, eight oh eight eight oh eights are uh, dangerous. They're very dangerous. I have it's... not figured out. Got to use sparing how to use eight oh eight yet. Like I'm still working yeah. on that. But I was gonna say something before I. Before I've told that story. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, 90% of the time spent, like, recording, air quotes, um, is actually just, like, like you know, you record the vocals, you record the guitar, whatever. You start out with something simple. And then you have to, like, go in, put plugins, put, like, limiters, you know, reverb, whatever you want to add. It just takes so long to get it to sound, like, the way you want it to sound. Right. And so part of me is just, like, whatever. I just want to, like... I just want to record the guitar, record my vocals, and then not do anything to it, and then just like post it. But then you're like, no, it just doesn't sound quite right. So then you mess with, you know, you mess with the dials for hours and hours and hours, and then you export it, and you're like, this sounds like shit, and you have to start over. It's just like, it's never ending. Yeah. The uh, the experience that I've had. So actually, right now, um, the last EP that I that I released is probably back in. It's almost, I think, six years ago, maybe five or six years ago. Um, 
Oh, actually, yeah, so somewhere around that time. And so right now, I'm in the process of actually trying to record some new music for an EP for an event. Um, an event that's coming up where I submitted. It's a, it's a local. It's a local sort of art um, gallery type thing, and put on by some put on by some friends. So I I submitted as one of the artists was accepted and so I wrote some poetry for it and so but now like you have to come up with some sort of booth to put stuff on so it was the that was the impetus for actually um like sitting down and being like okay well I'm gonna I want to actually record some some new music or something um so I have been sitting down and doing you know sitting down and doing some recording in in the garage because that's the only place where it was going to be relatively quiet enough to do stuff and actually so I so I recorded uh you know three fourths of a song or something and it all sounded good or whatever and then I came back the next night and I was recording and I was just like why does this sound so weird it sounds like it sounds like you're sort of doing two different things and then I realized it's because the night that I was recording so I was recording with the garage door open and. <laughs> And because of that, it was a little bit warmer, so it was like seasonably, so it's Texas in April, so you're going to get some days which are like spring days that are like in the almost 80s, and then you're going to get some days that are still in like the 30s, because it's technically whatever, it's, it's, it's fucked, it's weird. So apparently the first day that I recorded, um, it was warm enough that you could hear crickets, <laughs> so you'd get like the ambient noise, the stuff that for the most part you're listening to it, and it's just, it, it's it blanks out, whatever. It's yeah. just background noise. You know, sometimes I add that on purpose. You know, so, um, sounds like that on purpose. Like I, I never, recorded with my window yeah. open the other day, and there were birds, and it sounded really nice. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever done it intentionally, but I've been aware of, like, when that stuff's happened. But for some reason, so the night that I tried to record the second time, it was probably, like, 10 degrees colder. And no crickets, nothing. Yeah. And so trying to do, so I was adding different, you know, mm. some backing tracks and backing vocals and stuff. And I was getting this like really clear divide between the first thing and the, and the second thing. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I was, well, it's just like, it's fucking crickets, dude. That's the biggest difference. Between yeah. Me. Yeah. So it's uh, all of that to say, you know, music, we're both musicians, both kind of, you know, doing different things. And uh, it sucks. It's horrible. I don't know why I feel compelled to do it, but, uh, you know, I don't enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I should give it up forever. That's how I feel about it, so. Like golf, but, right? It, like golf, yeah. Oh, my God. Just keep, we just keep coming back for more. Yeah, it's actually kind of masochistic. There's a certain part of it that's masochistic. It, a little bit, so. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the thing about, for me, most of my writing process comes during the recording process. So I'll start with I something. I do the same thing, yeah. I'll start with something real simple, like one yeah. guitar riff. And often, because I'm not the best guitar player, um, and if I'm trying to play something more complicated, I can't sing, or I, I could sing, but I can't think of a good, like a catchy melody while I'm trying to play something difficult. So what I'll often yeah. do is I'll often record the the guitar riff and then sit at the computer while it's playing and like try to come up with a melody and one a really frustrating thing is so instead of just playing the same guitar riff you know for three minutes straight i'll loop it yeah but do you know how difficult it is (laughs) 
to try to time to make it sound like a perfect fluid loop. Like, you know, you yeah. So I have absolutely no problem with that. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, I can loop. I can loop stuff perfectly. <laughs> you know, everything else works. My dick works. Um, you know, it's always one hundred percent all the time. Well, erectile dysfunction is another it. is another subject. I thought we weren't going to talk about that yet. Well, it's time to put that on the list, I think. Okay. But, uh, no, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, yeah, because looping in and of itself is like, you're you're doing two different things. Music is, is basically fighting against, so actually, I mean, this sort of makes sense that music is, is especially pop music now, it's basically this thing that's driven mostly by machines. It's driven by this establishment of tempo and this establishment of structure, which is literally perfectly calibrated like a one two three four is something yeah. that like you know it's it's there but when you're actually making music and you're writing music you are not actually existing you're not actually performing or writing within the certain thing it's like music actually exists outside of it but it's almost like you write music and then the entire task is to make it palatable to the machines, you know, and looping is a great example of that. We're like, okay, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm doing this riff and I have to make sure that it lines up completely with this, with this metronome because otherwise it's going to be. Long. Well, yeah. And it, it has to be perfect. Cause even if it's, if it's the slightest off, you might not notice it for the first five measures, but like 20 measures later, your beat, you know, if you use a loop, like if you, Basically, if you establish a good first loop, then you're good, and you can do the rest. And because the software loops, you know, are always going to be perfect. But anything you record right. is <sighs> well. I w- all that to say is it's because the recording process and the writing process are kind of um, during the same time for me. I used to love, I used to say, I love recording. Like, I love sitting at the computer for hours and hours and hours. Right. Because that's like when my, my, in my opinion, my best songs came from a simple riff that I added onto, you know, stuff just kept adding and adding. And then the songs where I sat down with my guitar and played chords and wrote the whole thing out before I sat down on my computer, I'm like, yeah, some of those are good, most of them are trash. And so it kind of keeps, that's why I keep coming back to the computer because I'm like, you know what? Like my favorite stuff happens when I'm sitting down, no distractions, just you know, just adding on as I go. So, right, yeah, yeah. That's and that's normally the same. I normally use the same um, structure things. Re- writing while I'm recording. A lot of times with the song that I'm working on for this upcoming project, um, it's it's it actually turned into. So it started out, you know, with this with stuff that I'd already sort of I knew about, and it would be interesting maybe to plug in some of this, like as it's going. I don't know. It could be it could be an interesting idea if we talk, you know, if we plug in. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, I can put in the background or whatever. That could be interesting. But so the thing is, it starts out with something that I'd already created, but then I get about ninety seconds into it, and a lot of the stuff that I've written recently. Um, it's like it almost sounds like I'm writing songs that are designed to be 90 seconds long, which is not really long enough. For I mean, if you're decided so yeah. to figure out the second part to it, um, or figure out what I'm going to do from that, 
And so initially what I was going to do was, you know, writing this thing out and then it was going to turn into this, I was going to put in some strength and have this like swelling yeah. aspect to it where it was going to be more, you know, a full, a full sound, you know, a lot of like reverb and a lot of um, space to what was happening. But then instead what happened was as I recorded, I was like recording, deleting stuff and waiting for it to feel right. And then at a certain point I settled on this, this certain riff and it actually started sounding less of a, less of like a, some sort of ethereal building, like dramatic thing. Mm-hmm. And it sort of turned into what I can only describe as like a combination of like Kings of Convenience and like Beirut, <laughs> where it was like put in this accordion sound where it's like, it has this riff and it has this, um, you know, this like, you know, noodling classic classical guitar part to it. And if we, pl- if we played it, it would make more sense, I think. But it's like, it turned into this thing where the song is kind of, the song is definitely a little bit more emotional, like, on the front part of it. But then the second part of it is, it feels more laid back, Um, which is not what I was expecting, but I wouldn't have arrived at that point had I not been kind of just, like, pressing it during the recording process to say, okay, like, what is this, what's the next part of this going to be? And that's kind of, I think that's kind of the, the magical or the, the, the spiritual mystical yeah. part of making music is that you're kind of, it's just like you're doing something, you're performing some sort of act, which feels necessary to you at the time, which is creating something, which is, which was not revealed to the world and not to make what, what we're doing dramatic because maybe we're making a hundred percent shitty music. I mean, but it is still it's still doing something that feels like integral to the integral to human experience to like do something which is uh you know to actually create something new in the world which is um it is a joy sometimes and it is a curse sometimes and uh it's it's fun and it and it sucks just like a lot of other things in life but um yeah i I mean, the thing that keeps me recording, writing, whatever, even though I haven't posted anything in over a year, um, the thing that keeps me doing it is, like what you said, music, and I, I guess you could argue this um, about any any art, but I think with music it's a little different. You're kind of creating something from nothing. Um, and what I think is cool about it is, cool and scary I guess there's like there's been moments where I thought like after I've sat down and finished a song and I'm proud of it Mm -hmm. I thought well like what that song would have never existed if I didn't sit down like today and do that because like the next day like there's it would not have that that particular song wouldn't have existed and even if no one hears it you know I made it I'll hear it I'll listen to it Ten, 10 years from now and it's yeah. something you know it's something special to me and so now it's like there's moments when I haven't felt like making music for the past six months I've been working so much I haven't made a ton of music and I, I felt guilty about it because I'm like what 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 music am I missing out on like I could have been making some <laughs> some sick yeah. tracks some, um, some sick beats bro but <laughs> bro but but like lately it's been like oh I just don't feel like it like I just rather lay around and do nothing, 
Yeah. And, but then I'll make something and I'll share it with a couple people and they're like, they, and they like give really positive feedback and it, it makes me want to do it more. Yeah. <sighs> so. Yeah, it's like music, it's music is actually, it's similar to what we were talking about earlier in the, in the, in the track that we just completely, we fucking deleted because it's so goddamn boring. Um, that like you know creating signposts and mementos and things ways of ways of not just saying something like projecting something out into what would otherwise be the void of you know the void of kind of normal life um but like creating creating a signpost and something to look back on and be like okay like that's you know, it's it's similar to people that feel compelled to write poetry or prose or something something like that, in that it's it is a radical act of creation. Um, but I mean, that's not to say that it's all going to be like good or whatever. But at least it's going to be something that exists that supersedes normal our like kind of normal day to day existence, which otherwise um, sort of you know ebbs and ebbs and uh, flows with. Um, with our kind of just memory, you know, we go through our day to day life and we have these experiences, and um, most of it we forget because it's not actually useful to us. But then every time, we, yeah, you, when you write songs, it's like you are creating these, creating these posts, which imbue, um, like a like a sort of a meaning and a depth to and 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 establishes hmm. memory that would otherwise kind of be lost at the same yeah. time. So. Yeah, I I mean, this it doesn't really have to do with songs being stuck in your head, but songs definitely have a unique way of transporting you back to you know wherever you whatever you connect that song with, and oh. like there's there's an there's a specific Emory album that like if I listen to it now, it takes me back to playing basketball at my grandparents' house in the winter. Like this mm-hmm. very specific moment yeah. in time that I remember listening to that album and playing basketball. And I can like see yeah. my breath, see the basketball, see everything. It's crazy. And all that to say, my so like the E P I have on Spotify, I wrote it for someone um at the time who I was dating and um it like meant a lot to me it meant a lot to her and I have made like the decision now to leave it up because it's very special to me it will like she'll always be important to me and that in those songs mean a lot to me and when I listen to them now like I haven't listened to them in a few months because like it's really hard for me like there are moments like it just takes me back to when I wrote them and they were not like easy to write. Um, because a lot of them were like, I actually wrote them during a time when we weren't like together and Mm, then we got back together, we reconciled things. And so it was like, okay, these songs are like to commemorate like the hard times. And then, so now that we're not together and we, we never will be again. Um, it's going to take me a while to be able to listen to those songs and not feel those feelings. So all right, I have to say yeah. is music is very well, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I mean, to, to that point, um, 
something I've kind of been thinking about lately, which is kind of is is related to that, is the idea of, um, you know, maybe the entire maybe the entire point of sort of creating things that exist as as tokens and icons for the present is is not that we should wait until they wait until they're meaningless because ultimately they're, they're, I mean if we're waiting until somebody's meaningless I mean death is essentially brings on a sort of inherent meaningless to things as far as like for the most part the things we create do not really do not really um, go beyond us past our own existence but um with a lot of with a lot of music, it's almost sort of these things where I think we're being reminded of something is not necessarily the same thing as, as reliving it, but it is the same thing. It is similar to you know commemorating something. So maybe we have these feelings and things that we the things we do in life that that are generative, and that those are the, actually the types of things where it's like the the things that are meaningful that then you are supposed to hold on to as some sort of, with some sort of meaning. So I don't know if there's ever a point where I would go back and listen to music and um, I don't, I guess, I'm not sure whether this would happen or whether I'd, you know, I don't think I would want it to happen, but going back and listening to music where I wouldn't, it wouldn't have that twinge of the same sort of feeling that I had when I was writing it. Because it's almost like these are the things that you carry with you. This is being alive. Being alive is collecting this um, this pain and joy, this sense of love mm. and this sense of despair and <laughs> keeping it with you. Um, and so much of, I mean, so much of our, you know, I thought in the last several years, because I've had several, I mean, a lot of difficult things that have happened, especially in the last couple of years. And I've thought about therapy and thought about different things and I've gone to therapy at different points. And a lot of it seems to be about resolving resolving the traumas and the um the grief of the past in a way because we want to like um we want to destroy it like we want to somehow put it into we want to memory hole it where it's just like it's gone and somehow it's not part of our existence and yet Mm -hmm. that is not only impossible but i think that it is not uh something that we should actually want to do because it's those things that actually create the sort of the fabric and the texture and the the things that are actually important to us. And so music is one of those things that, um, in my opinion, the the more that it cements this uh, cements the uh, realities of our felt and lived and embodied experience at the time, the more we should hold on to it. Um, and the more that we should sort of keep it. And so I get the idea of like not wanting to relive, like you don't want to relive the most painful, like stupid fucking memories of a relationship. But I also don't think that there's a way to detach it. You know, there's not a way to detach the music from that. So Mm, no. Um, And I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying I want to detach it. I'm saying it's important to me. It hurts right now. I don't want to listen to it, you know, at the moment. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna delete it. I don't want to delete my past. And I think, you know, if you talk, you yeah, know me pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. Huh? Well, just just even saying like I don't want to delete my past is such an incredible, like that is th- that phrase in itself is the like, the um. It's incredibly science fiction. 
it's like it's a very science fiction phrase saying I don't want to delete my past. It's well, like, you know what I mean. I know, no, no, I understand. I understand what you mean. About I understand what you mean, but I'm saying it's just I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. Um, I mean, when you're moving on, you delete things and you you throw away notes, you throw away pictures, whatever reminds you of someone. When you when you face the fact that you need to move on, at least I do. Yeah, what I'm saying is that deleting things, deleting even the word, like the texture of the word and the meaning of the word, is new. It's a new idea, deleting. Uh, you okay, know what I'm saying. sure, getting rid of, you know, thing, whatever helps you move on, whatever helps you move forward. What yeah. I'm saying is... Um, It's it's just a, music is just a crazy thing and I'm so I'm so glad that I got into it because um it like it sometimes I'm like I don't know what I would do without music cuz I listen to it 24/7 and you know probably to the point where it's annoying to other people I know like my brother is like why are you always listening to me like why do you always have to have something playing I'm sure there's like you know whatever you can say you know you need to be better in silence or, you know, meditate or whatever. But yeah, it's, this is a, uh, that's a different yeah. story. I, music is my whole, like, it's my whole life. I listen to it 24-7. I love creating it. I love, you know, uh, watching videos about it, whatever. Um, but, damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, um, we'll cut this out, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to remember what I was going to say. See, this is why I shouldn't drink. I'm having a good time. Huh? I'm having a good time. This isn't funny at all, but... <laughs> um... <clears throat> So I kind of I got into music by accident, and I think you were kind of the, kind of one of the reasons why I first you know fell in love with it. If you remember mm. the first time we recorded together. Oh sure. We're gonna have to plug in. I mean, are you talking about? We from should a play that song. Was it? We should play from yeah, a distance. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. So actually, it's funny how everything is how everything is connected because the first thirty minute, the first thirty minutes, the shit that we took out, we were talking a lot about this uh, this group of people, and actually, one of those people was the subject, or at least the um, you know the person that the song was written for in order to I don't know whether it was to impress or to horrify, we um, or to yeah. But it was a very, it's a very good song, and we could plug it. We honestly, we could, we should plug it in and play it. I mean, well, why not? I'll just be playing it in the background. But no, 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 no. You have to actually. I think you have to actually play it to really appreciate what it was. I don't. You you wrote that riff. I don't even know the riff. We couldn't even figure it out. You remember we tried. No, I could figure it out now. I could figure really, out a different version a of it if you could just tell it's me the chords. It's not chord, a complicated thing. I think it's in D, but yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the yeah. I, we can figure it out. I, from what I remember, it's in D. In my but opinion, beautiful song. We should rewrite the lyrics and then post it. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's song. actually what is what the hell is beautiful song? What do you mean? 
It's a great song. The melody. Oh, it's a great song. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about like a different song. I was like, I don't, I do not remember. <laughs> Fuck, it's a beautiful song. Uh, yeah, it's actually it's a good song, um, and we can we can plug it in here. The only yeah, we should re-record. The only downside is that it. Um, the only downside is that it has this part of the end where basically, it's as if we're sort of working within this this one. Um, like we're in this room and it has this normal volume to it and then at the very end for some reason we're just like you know what we're just gonna blow the shit out of this thing <laughs> so it's reverb and gain and the song is literally it's it's what it is it's it's egregious is that it goes from being like you know this normal volume to just completely dis- like not distorted not quite distorted we but didn't significantly louder for the next part of the song, which I think there's something to say about the idea of um, the the idea of having you know actual quiet parts of a song and actual loud parts of a song, because for the most part in in modern, especially in pop music, there is no concept of um, dynamic no range. Concept of dynamic range. Yeah, there is no piano. There is no forte. Um, yeah. it's like everything sort of exists and it's, everything is supposed to be within this middle part because that's like what, you know, that's just what people want to hear. Hmm. Um, maybe, I don't know. I don't know why there is that like flattening and compression to it, but this song is not a good example of how to do that correctly. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a good song. Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna text you, uh, last week, some of the lyrics from it. There's a lyric, um, you, you ski, you seem scared from what I saw with the closed circuit cameras that I installed, <laughs> which the you seems you know you seem scared that I saw in in the footage from the closed circuit cameras that I installed was the whole song. I mean, maybe we'll play it, maybe we won't. Uh, maybe we'll I'm a little it. terrified of of myself when I listen back to that song. Well, it was funny. It's like it funny. was funny, it's but funny how track. did we even the think of those lyrics? And they worked. <laughs> other, they worked together so perfectly. Like the we're entire, climbing in someone's bedroom window. Yeah. So the entire the entire um, idea behind the song is basically this person who's creeping on this girl, and it becomes more and more egregious and illegal <laughs> as it like goes along toward the sky. So basically, um, well, let's see. The the chorus is doesn't you know it doesn't seem strange to know um i don't know wait, what is the what is the lyric um uh, is it, something isn't it strange to know that i that i saw you or that i love you from a distance or something so yeah right? the, the the song title's from a distance and then right it's a short song. It's mostly verses. There's not really a chorus, is there? There's not a uh, there is a there is a chorus to it. It's the uh, doesn't seem strange to know uh, that I love you from a distance. That whole part I think is actually technically a chorus. It's a chorus part to it. Maybe that's more of a bridge than a chorus. I I personally um, love I the outro, yeah. the blasting drums and piano. Yeah, it would and be fun I'm to record like, and actually get the dynamics of it like right. Like put everything in some sort of order because it's not. There's one point where I'm like screaming, but I I like accidentally hit the right note. I think it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the right note, but yeah. Okay, something like that. Yeah, you know. that's really close. Um, All that to say, yes. that was the first song I have. I did not know how to play guitar then. 
uh, I made that with you. You did all. You did everything. Mm-hmm. I sang on it, and then that night I was like, I want to learn guitar so that I can write my own music, and so I did. Wow. I think I think the first time I picked up the guitar and tried to learn it, I was playing with a really shitty Ibanez. Um, and it made me quit. I like I stopped because it was so hard to p- push down the freaking strings. Yeah. And then I got to borrow a nice guitar later, and I followed through. So. Yeah. But I remember um, texting you because you had been doing it for a while, and f- I could not write anything good for the first like two years. Yeah. Like I hated everything I wrote. I hated it. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. That's a normal experience. I mean, when yeah, you're and you be told shitty me at something. Anything yeah. you do, you're going to be shitty at it for the first part. You know? I didn't think no, it was going to be like that with writing music because you know you hear about all these stories of like these young kids. You know, no, you, it's like you either have it or you story don't that have I heard, it. It's basically this guy who he got into. You know, he dove into a swimming pool, like basically an empty swimming pool, head first, <laughs> and then for some reason he came out of it. He was alive, but then he was registered as this. It, uh, there was some sort of a, a medical diagnosis for it. It was like. Um, traumatic savant syndrome uh, or something okay. or whatever. And so like he... Are you talking about so Khalid? Became DJ Khaled? DJ, DJ Khaled? No. I mean, maybe he has dove into an empty swimming pool before. Another <laughs> I, one. Yeah, so... Uh, but I mean, that doesn't, you know, for the most part... All right. You, you uh, get I mean, what I guess I mean. you could try. You could try doing that. I don't know. It's not Jeez. a bad idea. Just fucking swan dive, you know, into uh, whatever. But no, I mean, I don't even dive into the lake. Why? If I can't see in the water, I'm not going to dive. You could break your neck. You ever hear that story about that lady who talked on KV&E every, every weeknight? <sighs> You're talking about Joni Erickson Tata? Yeah, Joni Erickson Tata. Yeah, uh, she is actually, I think, in some sort of medical strait right now. Like, she's maybe on the verge of dying, actually. It's funny that you bring her up, and I have no idea how I know that. It's just—it's just something we know coming from East Texas. Yeah, she was basically a yeah. She's a person that's like heavy on focus on the family. Um, we're gonna at some point we're gonna talk about Christian music. I think that's on our list somewhere um, because we're both you know that's both where we kind of came from. But I think she did music too. But she's like you know really. She's, um, yeah, I think so. I maybe, but from what uh, I gathered. Her entire job was to come on KB&E and tell people, don't jump headfirst into lakes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's possible. Um, yeah, so the whole, and KB&E is the local, it's, we should say it's the local Christian. Uh, Christian radio. radio station in Longview, in uh, Longview, Texas. It's, uh, that's Christian radio, so. And Shreveport. Shreveport. Oh, it's in Shreveport. It's like oh. the whole area. Oh, so is it in Tyler? Yeah, I think so. Damn. But, the, you know, they have different yeah. different uh, numbers for the station, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, anyway, I don't know how we got into the diving to the swimming pool thing. Oh, music, writing music, savant, uh, you know, everything is shit when you start out. Well, yeah. just to circle back, I, what I had said was, for the first two years, I didn't write anything that I considered to be good. Mm. And so that kind of has yeah. to do with songs that get stuck in your head trying to come up with catchy melodies. I didn't feel like I I had right. any catchy melodies. See, that's where you have to have an almost insane uh, narcissism or, um, like, sort of, uh, like, 
uh, what's the word? I don't know, some sort of self-adulation. Or because the music that I wrote starting out, like I thought it was really good. I was like, really? Yeah, this is. It just felt. I don't know. I just felt like I'm really tapping into something. Well, I enjoy your. And music. then going back and listening to it, going back and listening to it, I was like, uh, this is dog shit. <laughs> This is really not. <laughs> this is this this shit sucks. You know what? To be fair, I listen to some music that people consider to be like the best of the best, and I feel like it's dog shit. So, like, what? it's really up to preference. Like Bob okay, here we go. Dylan, here's the next. Here's the <laughs> Bob fucking yeah. Dylan. The right, guy the sucks. Thing. We're gonna talk. We're gonna you talk. You can best at me on Twitter. Bob Dylan is not good. You haven't listened to any Bob Dylan. He's dead, right? Fuck if I know. <laughs> Let's see. Bob Dylan is any dead. Bob Dylan song I've listened to. I'm like, I'm assuming right. that he's dead because you know I haven't like seen number one. This isn't seen. my favorite genre. Number two, I enjoy like all types Bob of music, Dylan, and I still Dylan. think this sucks. Oh, he's alive. Yeah, Bob Dylan's still alive. The thing about he's Bob only, Dylan's music, he's only seventy-seven. Wow. It sounds like the stuff I sit down and write if I'm just making it up as I go along, and I write four chords and then I sing. That's it. We should plug in some Bob Dylan at this point. Um, let's see. What would be a great Bob Dylan hit? The whole, like... It's, uh, it's frustrating because like it's rolling, like Leonard like Cohen stone. sucked too until he died and then everyone decided he was good. Oh, what? Okay, whatever. Like, you don't, like... It's all okay, about... I don't. It's not like I listen... I don't listen to a ton of Bob Dylan. I don't listen to a lot of Leonard Cohen. But the thing is, all that stuff is subjective, and you know it's it. Subjective. It's subjective. Like That's what I'm saying. Know. That's the crazy part about all this conversation. It oh, so doesn't you're just matter. Ready. Right. So you're just so okay. All right. So when we say best of the best that sucks, it's like what are what are some things that you know? So you said Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen. All right. I got. I need to think about it. What is something that everyone loves that I think is absolutely Rainbow shit? Kitten Surprise sucks. I don't Dick. know what that is. What I hate is that, that band. They're like a. I don't even know how to. Like a, I want to say bluegrassy type. I don't know. That's not the right. right. Anyone who's like a Rainbow Kitten Surprise yeah, fan right. is gonna hate me for saying that. But I, I don't know. Um. Okay. What do you when you think of like one of the best albums in your opinion? What What is that? I I have two in my head. Okay, the best album by anybody. Any um, genre, I guess you could say. That's gonna be really. That's gonna be really tough. It's going to be something between um, DC Talk and uh, Sanctus Real. God damn. Oh, yeah. Not Reliant K? No. Uh, no, Reliant K, uh, two lefts don't make a right or whatever. That's, That's a good one. Shit. Not good. It's not Solid. Good. Yeah, it's horrible. I didn't enjoy it back in, when I was in eighth grade. But um, I would say uh, best album for me personally is... Uh, Honestly, it could be it could be two Sufjan albums. Okay, that's crazy because I was gonna say Sufjan, uh, Illinois. Oh, interesting. No, I was gonna say Sufjan, uh, Sufjan Age of Odds and Age uh, of Carrie Odds. Lowell. Okay, yeah. Um, so okay, so Illinois is definitely in my top. To be, f- to be fair, my top five. And then I'm trying to. Um, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering. I'm gonna get on Spotify, so I, I'm gonna open up Spotify real fast because I feel fans. like this would help me. So, another album that I think is what I would call, in my opinion, one of the best albums. 
okay. that most people would not know about or even think about is I had it up. Joshua and Tree, you too. That's solid. Okay, Weather Veins okay. by Freelance Wales. Okay, yeah, Weather Veins is actually a very, it's an extremely good album. Yeah. Um, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I just plugged it in here. And, I and I'm just, okay, I mean, there there's tons yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm not, like, thinking of right now that I would be like, okay, yeah. But sure. Yeah, Weather Veins, like, if anyone asked me, for some reason, that always comes to mind. Because when I listen yeah. to that album, I'm, like, taken to a different place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it's definitely up there for me personally with uh, Carrie and Lowell. I think Karen Lowell is probably one of the – it's definitely my favorite album – you think it helps because um, you saw it live? Well, you see, yeah, so going well, going to it, but the thing is, even before that, when I was listening to it, it was one of the few albums where uh, I, I, I almost felt compelled, well, not almost, I felt compelled to listen to the entire album any time I listened to it. So I huh. wasn't picking songs from it. I was like, okay, I need to start from the beginning and listen all the way through to the yeah. rest of it. Um, and that is never, that's never really happened before with a lot of stuff. Except for with my music. Okay, so he's winking at me right now. Um, the thing is, you haven't really released any, like, you know, or okay. at least I, you know, and you I send won't. me a lot of, you send me a lot of singles. I don't really I won't release al- an album because I, I, have I told you how I feel about albums? What? That you don't like him? I don't know. Lately, I don't like I don't I don't like albums because okay I don't like I don't like writing, the, mu- writing music for albums unless you yeah. already love the artist like if Sufjan releases another album I will listen to it someone yeah. like that someone who's already high on my list of like favorite artists but uh-huh. if you don't already love the artist and and say you're trying to get your friends to listen to this guy they're not gonna listen to an entire album right so then you have yeah. to say okay listen to this song this song and this song albums are dumb people need to release four song projects and so that way so just EPs you, well it has EPs. something to do with the fragmented with the, with the fragmented so I was listening to uh, I was listening to Damn Yesterday by uh, Kendrick and like when I was driving I was yeah. driving and stuff and the thing is the I album actually listened or the to the album and okay. I listened to the whole I was listening wait to that's the a song album. on the album right Damn yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. So, uh, no, it's not. I'm looking at it now, um, but the thing is, I listened to certain like snippets of the of the songs, but actually not listened to the entire album. Um, I think because of I don't know. I think because of what you're describing, the fragmented, you know, just fragmented, not just attention spans, but like wanting to do always to to get a best of sense. Yeah. Rather than listening to something that's like the artist is designing something that's more, you know, that's that's, you know, painting a, a larger portrait of something or painting a larger, you know, on a larger canvas, and people are like, oh, I like this part of that, rather than um, appreciating the entire thing as a whole. Yeah. So that is that is one example. Um, to get back to the the the. Uh, EP thing actually so I don't know if you I don't know if you feel this way but when I listened to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah by Kanye that was that is actually one of my favorite albums I don't listen to it that often no that album yeah when I now that you say that that's it, in my top five too yeah that album was uh incredible like just listening yeah 
it's the album too. It's not like okay, this certain song is my favorite. Right. Yeah, and that's it, it was that was similar to the to the Sufjan thing where when I was listening to it, I was completely fine just like letting it ride, you know, just like let it go, yeah, let it play. Um, <sighs> definitely, yeah. But what do you and, what do you for an album? Well. <sighs> For me personally, that's the funniest part of it because most of the time if I'm going to argue about the the pointlessness of albums, it's not really even me. Like I'm fine with albums because lis- I'm an album guy. I, all I listen to is albums. I don't listen sure. to songs. Okay. And so it's like I'm not really arguing from my perspective. I'm arguing from the perspective of like what makes the most sense for everyone because mm-hmm. – um, at least now, I would say most people have Spotify. I know a few people who have Apple Music, but like most people who listen to a lot of music choose Spotify. And if you're going to show someone a new band, the first thing they do is they search the artist and they click on most played. Like they just click on the most played song and then it just plays. Um, and so... It's just it just makes more sense for people to release small EPs so I can just be like all right yeah go listen to this EP go listen to this EP and then if they become a, like they could release it like I think I was listening to uh Khalid he released an album on Friday you know the young guy the singer okay. guy from El Paso right and the album is like 17 songs and so it's like all right that's like a lot to commit to like a 17 song album if I don't already love the artist, it's a lot to, to like tell right. someone. Yeah, I listen yeah. to the whole album because they're like, well, listen to the album; it's really good. Yeah. So for me, it's like, and what he did was he had so he released singles, and then he even released like an EP that had that had some of the songs on it, and then he put those same songs in the album. And I was like, all right, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But right albums that are 18 songs long it's just like come on well the, the thing is that that's i mean the, the convention of it it's an old it's an old convention the idea of you're you're packing songs onto like an lp you know onto a record or something like you have a certain number of songs so it became standard because of the format rather than becoming standard because of some sort of because of some sort of uh you know social expectation or cultural you know, cultural means. It was established because of the material, you know, conditions of what, of how people were listening to it. So you have an EP and LP, you know, those concepts are, are vinyl. Yeah. So, so that's sort of, so that kind of makes sense in that way. And also what I've found in the last few years is like, I know we talked about this before, how I told mm-hmm. you that I had thought about like making songs that were like much longer than the, the standard three minutes and like, you know, making an eight minute song that's actually like three songs just put together. Um, mm. But then also it's like I've heard some of my favorite artists, they have songs that are like two minutes, a minute and 30 seconds long. And like, I'm OK with that. This whole like needs to be this long needs to have the chorus this many times. Well, to, it's to just bring an in old yeah. This is uh this may actually tie back into what was supposed to be the the theme of this episode, but songs that are songs that are stuck in your head currently, or songs that get stuck in your head. Um, 
the uh, a song that is actually relatively short, which was released, uh, which is very current, <laughs> is uh, "Old Town Road" by Little Nas X, um, and the uh, <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. Uh, just, you know, they, they worked on a remix with it. And that song is actually, I want to say, the original song was under three minutes, right? Like it was... Oh, yeah, it's like two minutes. Yeah, like well under three minutes. And then with the uh, with the parts that uh, old Billy Ray added to it, um, it's closer to three minutes now, but it's still like a relatively short song. But I think that that's almost one of the things that makes the song more successful is that... It doesn't actually. It's almost like it doesn't take the route that a lot of music does, where there's not padding to it. There's like there's not a there's not some sort of extraneous bridge to the song. It's just like, you know, it has chorus, verse, chorus, verse, lets it play out, and then it's then it's done. And yeah. that's one of the things that actually makes the song more listenable because you're like, okay, it's not. Well, it makes you, you like, want to listen to it again because right, it's so it short. Because it's so short, yeah. Um, and, but it's also yeah. XXX Tentacion had a lot of songs that were under two minutes. Oh, okay. I didn't listen to, to a lot of his music. We don't yeah. have to talk about him. He's pretty controversial. No, there's actually nothing. Con- there's nothing controversial about him. Um, honestly, I think he was a great guy. I think that you know, I think that he does <laughs> he does good stuff. He's still alive, right? <laughs> so, no, I just rem- yeah, he died. I oh, just died. remembered. That I have a like note a note on my phone from 2016 that I started this list of songs, and the title is called "Songs That Make Me Shiver," which Jesus meaning Christ. okay meaning songs that give me goosebumps. I don't know why yeah, I said okay. shiver. So Weird. I kind of seems sexual. I, I kind of had this realization, I guess, around this time that like certain songs that moved me. Usually, usually it happened by like me getting goosebumps, and so I I was like, "What does this have to do? Like, why does this happen?" Right. And so it has to do with like songs that get stuck in your head. It's like songs that that just hit me, and so I decided okay. to make a list of all these songs as 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 it happened to me. If I got goosebumps while listening to a song, I wrote it on this list, and I have like forty songs on this list, and I have not mm. looked at it. Like, I would just add a song, and then I would exit out of the note. So I haven't actually read the list yeah. since I started the list. Is there stuff on there that's, like, embarrassing? Five of the first, like, seven are Supion songs. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, let me see. So there's a couple, like, Christian songs on here, because back then I was still practicing. I was a practicing uh, Christian. Um, Light of My Dreams is on here by the oh, Wind yeah, Machines. Wind Machines, yeah, nice Wind Machines. We song. should play that in the background. That'd be fun, yeah. Some um, Fleet Foxes. There's an Eminem song on here. Weird. Uh, right. Snow Patrol. Okay. Taylor Swift, Reliant K, Damian Ra- Damian Rice. Okay. Uh, Lewis Watson, Sufjan again. Little Dicky. <laughs> what the fuck is Little Dicky? <laughs> you don't know who Little Dicky is? I don't know what the fuck that is. It's a rapper. Honestly, I don't really want. Oh, to know. um, play Radio Play, classic. 
Oh, yeah. So that's actually Play Radio Plays. Uh, he's somewhat local. I think he's a Dallas guy. So that's uh, interesting. I wonder if he's still. I wonder if he's still out there. And then some Gunger stuff. I haven't updated it in a while, so. Mm, yeah. But I was trying to keep the list down to songs that, like, if I just listened to them, I would feel that way. Because what I realized was, if I'm driving in the car with the windows down, it's like a different environment. If I'm singing along, I often got, you know, often felt different than if I was just sitting there listening. So, yeah, some of those songs probably shouldn't be on the list. Eminem. Right. I don't think Eminem songs are, are generally going to move you when you're, like, laying down in bed just listening. Well, look, you know, it's the music at the moment. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't let it. I don't let it fade. Um, you know, opportunity comes once in a lifetime. How have you not heard any Little Dicky songs? I don't know. I honestly, the thing is, so I'm. I just actually this a couple of days ago. I turned thirty, and you are what twenty four, twenty three, twenty three. So we're kind of in. Some could say we're in different generation entirely. <sighs> okay, um, I remember a day. I remember a time when the internet wasn't a thing, really. Like as far as in my adult existence. Sure. Um, so, so but, you know, so I'm not, I'm not exactly hip uh, to all the, you know, to the SoundCloud stuff, to the little dickies of the world. I'm sorry, I just, I don't, just don't, I don't fucking know about it. I'm more of a TV land guy. Um, I just Jesus. like, you know, I, I sit on Andy my porch Griffith. with my, sit on my porch with my hoot and jug, and uh, you know, these you just get off my fucking lawn. That's what I right. say about it. Well. You know that all my siblings are older than me and that we didn't have internet growing up. So I'm basically, we basically grew up the same way. Yeah. Well, I hung out with you over Laura Beth every time I came over. Yeah. Well, it's, what I'm saying is you're a, you know, just because you did that, it doesn't make you older. It doesn't make you seasoned wise. It, um, Oh, it definitely makes me wiser. You know, it makes you young. You know, you're still young. You're still, uh, you know, just a, just a, just, you're just a little guy. As far as I'm concerned, you're still getting there. You're still making your way in the world. And that's fine. You know, you listen to Little Dicky. You do what you need to do. Um, the Little Dicky is, it's, he's a funny guy. And the, the music video for Save That Money is actually like worth a watch. I had not, I had not heard, I had not seen the music video until a few weeks ago. Actually, I was a, I had was on to Little Dicky a while back, but I'd never watched his music videos, and I it was it's pretty funny. Hmm. He he kind of he's a rapper, but he's kind of just like a um, parody rapper almost. Like his song, his rap songs are funny. Yeah. So this is like some sort of Weird Al bullshit. All right. No, it's not Weird Al. He's actually a talented rapper. Weird Al is just—it's just a weird dude. No, Weird Al's—he's talented. I, I do he's like that one Weird Al video where he impersonates, or he does the Eminem interview. Have you seen that one? Mm, I don't remember it now. That one made me laugh, but like his music, I'm not a fan. Hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so we we've we've talked about a lot of different things, and we have talked for a f- pretty long time. Hour twenty. It's not bad. Yeah, so I think I have to piss so bad <laughs> that uh, I may not make it. You want to wrap it up? So it's time to wrap up. 
Um, I just want to say that I'm sorry, whoever's listening, we did not crack the code. We did not reveal the secret to what what makes songs get stuck in your head. Yeah, honestly, we didn't even get to songs that are actually stuck on our head currently. I mean, we can if you have if you have any that come to mind. I would say the songs that are getting stuck in my head right now. Um, listen to Old Town Road. Uh, it's you know it's it's something up there. Um, uh, so this I call this a guilty pleasure, but it's not necessarily. I think actually it's good, and I've come to the point now where any anything that's good, or at least anything that I like, I should have the balls to admit it. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's no what's wrong with liking a song. Right, there's like nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I still, you know, I still have some sort of. It's like you, you're like, okay, if I like this thing, but people that I know that I respect will will you know they wouldn't like it because it's something or whatever. Anyway, um, all of that to say, uh, Casey Musgraves, big fan, uh, really big fan of, uh, you know, Oh What a World's great song. Um, I th- personally, I tweeted about this, but I think that it should be included as actually Christian canon. Um, I did not I don't know if you that saw tweet. that. I don't know if you saw that, but in my opinion, Casey you take Musgraves? Matthew, Casey Musgraves. Yeah. So you take uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Take those. That's fine. And then just basically just chuck the entire uh, or chunk to the southern, you know, to to for our southern listeners, uh, chunk. It's the chunk, entire rest, chunk, of, yeah, chunk, chunk. The entire rest of the New Testament, and you'd actually, I think, have a better, have sort of a better theology. Um, the, wait, you're, we're chunking the New or the Old Testament? We're chunk. No, 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 we we are chunking the rest of the of the New Testament. Oh wow! So basically, anything from Acts, anything with any of Paul's writings, get that bullshit out of here. I don't need that. That's basically all just I haven't heard this Greek. song. Is she it's a Christian? Greek and Roman I don't influence. understand. No, I don't think she's a Christian, but it's the entire song it's not it's not like it's not like um thematically rich or it's not like it's not like intellectual. It's basically just a song that's the entire song is about basically the appreciation of the natural world. And and oh. um like that in the movie like Avatar. generative That there's a there's a generative nature to nature to it, which is actually I think it puts people in better standing to where if you if it was almost like if it's like the um if it was like the opening track to where like you so you have kids that are coming in they're like you know that you're teaching them about Christianity or something and of course the whole thing th- that it could be boiled down to is like love everyone um and love the earth mm-hmm. and like you know. And well, but what it ends up being is this like you know this this fucked up thing that's turned around a million different ways and is is you know ultimately destructive not only to the psyche but also to the natural world and to communities and everything else. But if you so if you take that song and you say you know we're going to start here this is the starting point we're actually appreciating human experience um, and valuing human experience and then you get on to basically talk about you know you you know. Uh, talk about Jesus and everything else that like if you basically just started there and then ended right before the commentary then you would get to a point where I think it would be you know it'd, it'd put better off so I think that that I think that that song should actually be canonized we need to have a new uh, we need to have a new uh, you know meeting of the minds so to mm. speak you know something that hasn't happened for thousands of years and we need to actually establish Casey Musgraves Oh What a World as as Christian canon 
Wow. Um, at least, hopefully, hopefully it would be accepted in the Eastern Orthodox Church, but I think we could get it in in the in the Catholic Bible. I mean, they have oh. the Apocrypha, so like they are obviously willing to accept fucking whatever. Well, shit. You know, just put that in there. I'm putting um, Old Town Road, Old Town Road in the joke, Book of Mormon. Way, but, um, <laughs> you know why not? Let's get that. Let's get that accepted in there. All right, I will say one song that was stuck in my head today sure. because that's the only thing I can think of. Um, it's called "Summer Games" by Drake. Who's Drake? Uh, talks a lot about summertime, and I think that's probably my favorite song on the album. I think it's called "Scorpion." Yeah, solid song. Summer Games. Okay. Uh, yeah, it talks cool. about right. being we'll have to, have to, cold uh, on a night in July. So, um, oh yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how Drake. I don't know how Drake pumps out so many hits. I, I it, it, it's a, it's a mind. Well, blow. it's probably because of that Max Martin guy. You know, he's probably writing for Drake. Actually, let's look that even, up. Max Martin. Even if he has a co, like, he still has so many songs. Max Martin Drake. And uh, are these people just writing the lyrics or are they writing the melodies too? Because the melodies are really what's, you know, hitting. I guess they're writing both. Yeah, sure. I don't know, uh, but I see. admire Drake. Um, I respect him. People can say what they want, but this this man has a ton of hits. Let's see. Drake's one, the song One Dance. Yeah, it has the most uh, plays, doesn't it? In the history, it required it required eight writers. Yeah, but one dance isn't even like one of my favorites. Like that's that's like yeah. really low on my, on the list. Yeah, that's a radio song. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we should probably wrap it up because my bladder's about to literally explode. All right. Um, Camboys so, signing uh, off. Yeah, Cam Boys, we're out. Uh, we love you. We love you guys to death, all of our uh, listeners. Honestly, um, if you didn't listen to this thing, I mean, that'd be fine. We're basically just, uh, you know, we're just here to have fun. So, but yeah, I gotta figure right. out what we're gonna cut out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, love you. Bye. Just one.